Inside the Dugout, ESPN Radio Missoula. And in this edition of Inside the Dugout, part of Diamond Time that you can hear on Nuanas Now in the 5 o'clock hour every Thursday on ESPN Radio. We visited with Michael Schlack on this podcast earlier this season. Now it's time to go into the coaching staff of the Missoula Paddleheads. May remember him from the last couple of seasons, oftentimes playing center field, that patented belly slide in center field, <laughs> catching baseballs. The former UNC Tar Heel also played in the Cardinal system for a time. B. Rye, as he's known here in Missoula, Brandon Riley visiting with us. Assistant coach with Michael Schlack this season. How you doing, Brandon? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Um, how's your first year being in pro ball as coach been? I know Missoula has been a familiar spot for you. As a player, the last two seasons doing a good job, whether it was the left fielder for a good chunk last year or center field in 21. How's it been being a coach? Um, it's been fun. It's been a, a lot different than I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be a pretty seamless transition. Um, it's been more challenging than I expected it to be, but it's been a fun journey. Um, it's been a fun learning experience, being able to learn under Schlatt and kind of see how he goes about doing things. Um, he's probably one of the best coaches that I've played for, so being able to be under him and kind of watch how he goes about his day as a coach has been very beneficial for me. Now, thinking back to the way you played, you were a guy that seemingly always hit at the top of the order and were a table setter for the offense, a guy that seemed to always have a good at bat, work the count, and get on base. Now, how has that been able to translate working with hitters from a different aspect now that you're not trying to go in there and hit bombs or get on base? Yeah, um, it's been interesting trying to learn how to communicate with hitters that aren't the style of hitter that I was. Um, it's been a fun experience to try to learn how to communicate with those guys. Um, obviously, it's a little bit easier for me to relate to and kind of communicate with left-handed hitters, especially left-handed guys that have a little bit of speed that hit at the top of the order that kind of have the same same game style that I had. Um, but it's been fun to learn how to kind of communicate with righties, learn what cues work for them, having them be mostly right-handed dominant hitters from the right side. Um, I was a right-handed dominant hitter from the left side, so trying to bridge that gap um, and really just kind of soak in as much as I can from those right-handed hitters, just talking with them, trying to pick their brains a little bit about what works for them, what cues work for them, um, to try to be as helpful as I can, can be to as many hitters as I can be, um, as opposed to just being able to help the guys that are kind of like me. Now, this is a little bit of a different look for you also making this transition into a coaching role. And one of the unique features of this Paddlehead franchise at this level of baseball is the nucleus that they've been able to build with these guys that have come back for multiple seasons. You being returning player for two seasons, Jared Akins, your old teammate, McLean O'Connor, Cam Thompson, the list goes on and on. How has it been interesting working with these guys as a coach when you've played with them previously? Yeah, that's been one of the more interesting parts of the summer. Um, you know, obviously, those are some of my best friends. I've played with them for two years. Sure. Um, and we've shared a lot of good memories together, whether it be on the road or, you know, just hanging out outside of the stadium. Um, but stepping into the coaching role, it's been an adjustment, just trying to draw that professional line. You know, we can still be friends and hang out, but um, trying to separate, you know, not trying to be an authority figure to them, but just trying to trying to be like somebody they can talk to, somebody that right. can help them out. Because um, as a player, the one thing I never wanted to be was like a player coach that was trying to trying to coach my teammates. Um, but I felt like I had some stuff to offer. So now being in a role of a coach where 
Um, I'm not a teammate that's in the trenches with him, playing every day with him. Now I have kind of like a, a step back perspective where it's, you know, a lot of the emotions taken out of it, not being in the lineup every day, not having the ups and downs of playing and getting out or being on a hot streak or whatever. So I think it's kind of a, it offers them a fresh perspective from a voice that they can trust and they know um, they've seen and played with. So I think that's, that's been good for all of us. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to be with guys that you're familiar with. It's fun to step in back into Missoula and still be here as part of the team with guys that are really close friends. Paddleheads assistant coach Brandon Riley with us here inside the dugout ESPN Radio. May also know him well from his time playing out in the outfield of Pioneer League champion back in 2021. Now your baseball life really started back in North Carolina, a few different aspects going to college at UNC, one of the best college programs in the country. But what was it like growing up around the game of baseball in North Carolina? Um, it was a lot of fun. There was always a lot of good baseball, whether it be you know youth baseball or travel baseball, um, showcase ball once I got into high school. Yeah, it was a lot of fun growing up playing in North Carolina and then growing up like 30 minutes from Chapel Hill. Carolina was always my dream school, so it was, it was a real blessing to be able to go there and play three years there um, and contribute there. And... Um, have a chance to go to the College World Series with them. Those things were all, all kind of a dream come true for me growing up 30 minutes down the road. Can only imagine me being a guy that grew up around Northern California, pretty close to Cal, Stanford, a couple of other strong baseball programs. Kids grew up with that dream of being able to play for a program like that. And with UNC being one of the best in the country, I'm sure that was a unique experience. And it just seems like baseball in the South is a little bit different. You see some of the best college conferences in the South, the SEC, the Big 12, two of the best. Is it just, is there something about it? Do you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder when you're a guy that comes out of the South being something that's expected from you? Yeah, I think there is a little bit of pressure. I'm not sure where that kind of stigma came from um but yeah definitely coming from the southeast there is that added little pressure of being a southeast baseball player um because you know that that reputation follows you wherever you go um but yeah being at carolina we had a lot of in-state guys but we also had a lot of out-of-state guys so it was fun to be able to kind of learn how to play with guys that you know everyone has their different style wherever they're at in the country we had a lot of guys from the northeast we had a lot of guys from the west coast um so coming together with guys from different areas for the first time at Carolina was, was definitely a fun experience. Now Chapel Hill, clearly a place you just think athletics in general, whether it be baseball or basketball. Obviously, when you think of a guy named Michael Jordan yep. cruising around that program, just gives you a little bit of added pressure. Does that add into it as well, just coming into a ballpark in Chapel Hill and just thinking, hey, you're expected to play well? Yeah, that's definitely excellence is a standard at Carolina, and they let you know it as soon as you get there, and I think that's a good thing. Um, especially, you know, like I said, growing up near Carolina, um, you were always around it, and my family grew up Carolina fans, so, like, that was kind of ingrained in me from a young age is that, like, excellence is just a standard at Carolina um, with their athletic department. And um, when I got there, it was just kind of it set the bar high, and you were expected to meet those expectations, and I think that brings the best out of everyone that goes there. Paddleheads assistant coach Brandon Riley visiting with us here inside the dugout, part of Diamond Time that you can catch in the 5 o'clock hour every Thursday. It's part of Nuanas Now here on ESPN Radio, part of our network of podcasts. Now, how do you think North Carolina prepared you then for the next step of your career, which was the St. Louis Cardinals system? 
I think the biggest thing that I did, like I said, was teach me how to play with people that were kind of from different areas that had different styles of play. Um, you know, growing up in whatever hometown you're in, you don't really get that outside exposure to a lot of different styles of baseball. You kind of grow up playing that style of baseball that you're taught, and then that's kind of taught throughout the town. Um, so being able to play with different guys from all over the country and learn how to mesh with them and become a, you know, a team with them, um, I think that's one of the biggest things that it taught me. It taught me, obviously, you know, how to play at a high standard every day, have high expectations every day, and try to get better every day because someone's always coming for your spot. So I think just that competitive environment and having – you know, amazing guys on the bench that are right behind you if you're in the lineup. And knowing that those guys are, are waiting for their chance to start, it kind of just brings the best out of you. And I think that carries into pro ball where you have a whole farm system of guys that are waiting for their chance to get called up or take your spot. And, you know, you have to you have to learn how to play with that pressure and meet those expectations on a daily basis without letting it overwhelm you or get the best of you. So I think that was very beneficial. Now, in the St. Louis Cardinals system, you just see the name St. Louis Cardinals, and you think of them as one of the OGs, so to speak, around Major League Baseball, one of the franchises with the most world championships. Think of them up there with the Yankees, the Cubs, the Red Sox, just these pillars of professional baseball. Did you feel that in their system? Was there this level of professionalism that was expected from a Cardinals minor leaguer that maybe wouldn't be expected with other franchises? Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for other franchises. I'm not sure, sure how they run, but there definitely was that expectation with the Cardinals, a lot like Carolina, where there's a tradition of excellence, there's a history um, involved with the organization, just like Carolina's program. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing that Carolina kind of grew me for was having having a history and tradition of excellence and of winning um, that's kind of instilled in the Cardinals. That was that was definitely, you know, it was known throughout the system. It was known throughout the organization, and everyone in the organization was expected to meet that standard and play up to that level. Now, you being a guy that went through affiliated ball in the midst of the pandemic and everything else, it seems like every guy that went through minor league baseball in around 20 and 21 or in that similar time has some unique stories and just some different perspectives on how – that whole scenario went out. So how did that all play out for you? And where was that a factor in bringing you to Missoula eventually? Yeah, um, I was released during COVID in 2020. Um, I think it was the second wave of releases after the stay at home pay was implemented. Um, so I was released in the, at the end of May in 2020. And at that point, I was just kind of ready to hang up. I knew that I wanted to coach. So I figured that was a better time than any to kind of start coaching. Um, and then I got a call from some people that, you know, said that I should try to keep playing. They had a spot for me in Ogden, um, and Ogden was the first team in the league that offered me a spot. Um, but at that point in the offseason, I just really wasn't ready to keep playing. And then, honestly, pretty close to the start of the season, it might have been January of 2021, um, I got a call and said that I should at least give it a shot in Missoula, play for Schlatt. Um, I'd heard a lot of good things about Schlatt, so I figured that I would come here and I'd play for Schlatt and get, you know, give it one last year, have fun with it, kind of not let it be a job like it was with the Cardinals. Um, you know, just come out here, play my best, have fun, and enjoy it for one last season. And it was the most fun that I've ever had on a baseball field. And um, I'm so glad that I made that decision and then obviously came back in 2022 just because I enjoyed it so much. But yeah, um, 
I was kind of ready to be done. And then I'm glad that I didn't make the decision to hang it up at that time and got two more seasons out in Missoula. Zootown Faithful, surely a familiar place for fans at, from Allegiance Field, Ogren Park, visiting with Brandon Riley, Paddleheads assistant coach, last two seasons playing out in the outfield for the Missoula Paddleheads. And touching on one of the, what I feel, one of the more rewarding parts about this level of baseball, you being a guy that you're not sure where your baseball life was taken yet, but you take a chance, you come out to Missoula, and you find something that clearly was a positive for you. And so much of it, it seems to be things that happen off the field with this Paddlehead franchise. Where is that unique compared to where you've been in baseball, whether it was with the Tar Heels or in the Cardinals system? You being a guy that's been around the block and being in numerous different levels of baseball. Yeah, um, all of my experiences have been great. You know, I love Carolina. I'm very thankful for the Cardinals giving me the opportunity to play affiliate ball and, you know, chase the dream of getting called up to the big leagues. But um, here in Missoula, it's just the, the difference is the way that they care about the players and the individuals, um, or I should say the individual above the player. Um, they really just take the time to get to know you as an individual human, um, and they care for you as a human, and, and they just – it's hard to put a finger on one thing, but they just take care of so many little details on a daily basis that just make it a really special, unique experience um, that I think is hard to find in other places. They just, they go the extra mile, they spend the extra time, and, and they really do deeply care about every player. Now, I've asked this question to a few players that we've had on this podcast that have played both in affiliated ball and independent baseball, Dondre Hubbard being one, but... What is your perspective on the connection between independent baseball and affiliated baseball or lack thereof? It just seems like there's this black wall that kind of separates the two worlds where really in reality there's good baseball happening in both places. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that black wall should exist. Um, I can't say that I didn't think it existed. I, I never thought that I would play independent baseball. And honestly, it's just because of that black wall. I'm not sure why that is, but... Um, coming out here and playing independent ball for two seasons there's really not much of a difference um there's a lot more freedom in independent baseball for each team to kind of run their day-to-day -day operations the way that they see f is best fit for the team um i think that's the the biggest difference that stands out to me is that in affiliate ball it's very organized it's very you know a b c d this is your schedule every day this is what you do this is how many reps you take this is what we're working on regardless of you know, the individual need is it's more of like a, a whole group doing everything together. Um, and in independent ball, it's kind of you have the freedom as an individual to to get whatever work you need done. Um, obviously, there are team aspects like batting practice and, you know, taking infield and stuff together. But um, you have the freedom to kind of do a little bit more as an individual and kind of get whatever work you need done um, and then hop into the team stuff. Um, daily but the the regimented schedule is if, from my experience here in missoula has not been the same as it was in independent or affiliate ball now it's thinking about michael schlack it seems like he does and you kind of touched on it a little bit that he does have a little bit more of a relaxed style with his players but how is it kind of a balance working with a team in that you have to be a guy you've even kind of alluded to it a guy that you can be friendly around, but you also have to be 
stern with them and be a leader at the same time. Yeah, I think I think it just comes down to trust. You know, we all we have good guys in the in the locker room, and I think that's what the core of it is. Is you have to have good people first and foremost above good players. And if you have good people that are also good players, you're in a really good position to just kind of give them the freedom to do what they need to do. And then at the end of the day, just trust that they're going to do what's best for themselves and they're going to do what's best for the team. And as long as winning stays as, as the top priority, um, then everyone's going to get their work done. Everyone's going to be working towards the same common goal. Um, and everyone's going to keep each other in check. You know, if somebody kind of steps out of line, it really ideally shouldn't even get to the coaches. It should kind of be handled within the locker room and um, luckily for us, we haven't had any situations where it's gotten to the coaching staff yet. Um, and I think that just speaks to the, the quality of the people that we have in the locker room. Paddlehead's assistant coach, Brandon Riley, visiting with us here inside the dugout. Part of Diamond Time. We'll give him a few more questions here. Brandon, of course, obviously, we'll get a little bit more on the lighter side of things now, coming down to the end of this conversation. But you've been around a couple of these players, whether it's a player or a coach, the last couple of seasons mentioned made some great friendships and lasting ones that you'll carry for the rest of your life. And being a guy that's married as well, you've had your wife Carolyn here with you. How has that just been something that goes beyond the game of baseball? Yeah, I mean, it's been unbelievable. The whole city of Missoula is just, it's its an incredible city. It's an incredible place to live and spend the summer. Um, it's a big reason why we came back for a third summer is just any way that we could get back in the door and spend another season in Missoula. Um, we were absolutely going to take, you know, making the, making the friends that I've made. And then Caroline, obviously being here has been just a huge blessing. Um, she's made incredible friends here as well, being at the games every night. Um, so just, yeah, the, the groups of people that we've met in Missoula have just been incredible. Um, like you said, lifelong friends. And then just, you know, the city itself being so welcoming to the players, to the team, just making us feel like part of the community. Um, anywhere we go, it's it's been an incredible experience to kind of be you know, embraced by the city um, as part of the team because, you know, coming from halfway across the country, it's it's kind of nerve-wracking the first time you do it. You don't, you know, you don't know anything about the city or what you're stepping into or, you know. Sure. You know, really where you're going to live or I where you're going to I can definitely eat. relate to yeah. that. I, mean, <laughs> um, I moved to Montana blind yeah. four years ago, and I didn't move to Missoula. I moved to the High Line. Oh, I no. moved north of Great Falls up in Never <laughs> Never Land. Yeah, I haven't been that north yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's it's interesting. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but I remember the first summer we moved out here, Caroline and I, we drove 36 hours, and we didn't even have our apartment until three days before we hit the road. So, um, it's just, it's been, it's been a fun experience to kind of adjust out here and it's been everything we could have asked for. And then some, it's just, it's an amazing place to live and spend the summer. Now, one thing about you traveling on the road, one last question here for Brandon Riley, Paddlehead's assistant coach, a big part of being off the field in minor league baseball myself. I definitely think this is a key is finding the right food spots and it sure seems like you and i seem to be big foodies always see it with the pregame special whatever yep. they're serving up here whatever jared's got cooked yep. up here pregame seen a thai chicken sandwich this week do you have some highlights of food spots whether it be here in missoula or other road cities that fans oh, may Lord. travel to yeah um this might be a long one um Oh yeah, Iron Horse. We love Iron Horse. Um, I either get the chicken bacon ranch sandwich or the buffalo burger or bison burger. Um, Tamrack. I like the apricot. Uh, I think it's apricot barbecue wings, um, and the brew bites from there. 
Love Loose Caboose. I know that's not food, but they have the, the best coffee around town, in my opinion. We like Lolo Creek a lot. Obviously, it's a little bit on the higher side of pricing, but whenever we oh, can yeah. make it to Great Lolo Creek, yeah, it's an oh, amazing yeah. steakhouse. Um, I'm trying to think of a good road spot. There's Bernie's Diner in Billings is probably the, the go-to road spot um, for most of the guys on the team. Yeah, other than that, it's really on the road. It's more just like Applebee's or whatever fast food we can find. But yeah, Bernie's in Billings, is that's been, a, that's been a good spot for us for the last three years. Old school diner Bernie's right there downtown Magic City. Maybe you'll find Brandon Riley in there some <laughs> night. Through a summer, you never know. Diamond time inside the dugout ESPN Radio with Brandon Riley. Thanks for coming on with us for a few minutes. Yeah, thanks for having me.